הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים של ברנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר הקדוש אשר בארץ המה. ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגי בן שמחה. נע נח נחמן נחמן נאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So ברוך השם, today we hop into the additional manuscripts רבי נתן brings down at the end of ליקוט המוהר"ן. The manuscripts that Rabbeinu wrote himself on a few Torahs. Um, so we're going to look at, at them inside. We're going to see that they're very similar to some of the Torahs we mentioned. You're going to see that going to be, we're going to start off with the manuscript of Lesson 13. Um, so in some different books, you're going to see that the manuscripts are put in different orders. Um, because we're following the Seder of my friend Shmuel Levi. Um, we're going to follow the order that he follows in, in Meshech HaNachal. But um, in the uh, Sefer of Likud uh, HaMoram, by the publishing uh, of um, um, let's, uh, let's hop right into it and um, we're going to see that we're going to start with Torah Yud Gimel's um, uh, manuscript it starts with the word Zot HaTorah Zot HaTorah Nitpasa B'Siglon Achen by the way there's no vowel point so if I'm pronouncing something wrong um uh, I can't really see how it's pronounced properly. But I'll, I'll do my best to uh, pronounce and explain everything as properly as I can. Because a lot of this stuff is very um, uh, put together and there's not uh, vowel points or commas or nothing. So, um, God willing. This Torah was uh, printed in a different version, a little bit... Um, a little bit of a different version as it brought down in Siman Yud Gimel, Torah 13. And also over there, Huleshon Rabbeinu Zal. Also over there, it's the language of Rabbeinu. Kfi Mashe Shamati Mipiva Kadosh, Bilashon HaKodesh. As I heard um, from His Holy Mouth, Bilashon HaKodesh, in, in the Holy Tongue, Shaya Yoshev Al Sifro Anichtav Ve'amarli. When He was sitting with His notebook, and He dictated it to me. Mila Bemila, word to word. Bilashon HaKodesh. In the Holy Language, Efes Eze Dvarim. Um, Except for a few words that Rabenu told me in uh, the Lashon of Ashkenaz in Yiddish, and I wrote them in Hebrew. And this Torah that I found, um, that I found now, is actually the manuscript which Rabenu was reading out of, of his, out of his notebook. And there's a few differences than the than the final version we brought out in Nikutei Moran. We're going to see the difference. This is why I, I copied it. This is it. So we see that when, Rabbein, when it says Rabenu, the language of Rabenu, the way it was working is Rabenu would read out of his uh, manuscript and dictate it word to word, basically to Rabbi Nata in front of him. Sometimes, meaning, it didn't have to be out of, out of the manuscript. It means directly from the language, the tongue of Rabenu, that Rabenu was saying it, and Rabbi Nathan was hearing it word for word and copying it. Other Torot are brought down. Um, as edited versions that Rabbi Nathan wrote it on his own and came to Rabbeinu later. Um, but these uh, lessons of Lashon Rabbeinu were literally dictated by Rabbeinu himself and Rabbi Nathan was there and he heard everything. And uh, this Torah, Yud Gimel, um, uh, we see it in Nikot Moran already printed, this very special Torah of Hashkachan Tzedaka. But um, nonetheless, we're going to see the manuscript version. So it's very nice to see how Rabbeinu ties this all together and how there's differences. Spirit descends to cool down the heat of the heart. 
This is tzedakah, which is the spirit of generosity through the fact that we cool off the heat of ta'avat mamon, the desire for money. What's the heat? It's the desire for money. And what's the ruach, the spirit? It's there to cool off this, this heat. And what's this, that spirit? What's that cooling? It's the, the tzedakah of the heart, the generosity. And this is what it says in the verse. A spirit will diminish the negidim, the aristocrats, the, um, the noblemen. Meaning that this ruach minimizes the desire for um, um, aristocracy and for wealth. And when the spirit descends, as we saw in, the, uh, in lesson 13, it brings from the Zohar, that the, when the spirit descends, the heart receives it with tremendous joy in the song, in the melody of the Levi'im. It's all very esoteric stuff. But now Rabbi is going to explain. This represents... Uh, doing business dealings with faith. That one who's happy with his portion and does not aspire to be rich, does not run to be rich. Because melody corresponds to business. We see this language of which is from the words raising and carrying. Raising and giving. right? Uh, this idea of trading and uh, business. Raise a song and sound or give a timbrel. Meaning what? These these aspects of of, of music, a timbrel, a song, are connected to se'utnu, which is what? Masa umatan, business. So we see that melody corresponds to business. And this joy is being happy happy with his portion. And this represents the ktoret. And if I'm not explaining everything, um, go to lesson 13, the podcast over there. It explains more in depth. Um, But we'll do the basic, Bezrat Hashem. So um, this is the aspect of the Torah, Leshon, Kesher, which is a language of binding. Torah is this aspect of binding, which binds together the heat of the heart with this spirit. And this is why it says in the words, that oil and incense gladden the heart. And this is what it says in the verse. They will offer incense to your nostrils, Meaning through the ktoret, we nullify what it says, the curse of what Hashem told Adam Arishon, by the sweat of your brow, you'll eat bread. Your brow comes with the word apecha, your nostrils, meaning what? That whenever we give this ktoret, we offer this ktoret, which is binding this ruach of the of generosity of tztaka to the heart, which is the desire to uh, get wealthy. Meaning, when we give tztaka, we're manifesting the aspect of the toet, which is also uh, this aspect of simcha, as we also know in lesson uh, twenty four, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and what happens when we manifest this concept of, and we reveal this concept of toet? It subdues the zeata pecha, the sweat of the brow, which is what the anger of the 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 aspect of nostrils. What's the nostrils? It's what? It has the same word as apecha, your brow. As it says in the curse, by the sweat of a brow you shall eat bread. Meaning what? You nullify the curse of Adam Rishon. You're able to earn a parnasah without having to aspire to be wealthy, but Hashem sends you a parnasah with ease. This represents the revelation of Mashiach. This represents the revelation of Mashiach that when the Mashiach will reveal himself, the lust for money will be completely nullified. As it says in the verse, each man will throw away his gods of silver and his gods of gold, meaning silver and gold money. 
which are literally Rabbeinu says teaches us that literally money, the desire for money is avodah this is what it says in the verse, that the spirit of our nostrils is the Mashiach HaMashem, meaning what the Mashiach will uh, nullify this aspect of Apenu, which is what the Apecha, the curse of Adam HaRishon. And Rabbeinu continues. It says, as long as there's idol worship in the world, the idol worship of money in the world, there's divine anger in the world. And according to how much we nullify this idol worship of money, we will be able to draw down chesed into the world. This is why it's in the verse, he does chesed, meaning when we reveal the Mashiach, the aspect of chesed will be brought down. And when this chesed is drawn down, that, godly consciousness is also drawn down with it. And what is godly consciousness? It's the building of the temple. His right arm is ready to build the Beit HaMikdash. What is the right arm? It represents Chesed. And I, with your abundant kindness, I will come to your temple. I will come to your house. Because we know the, the consciousness represents the house. We saw Chesed, the right hand, we see this idea. With your abundant kindness, I will come to your temple. Meaning, Chesed is able to build the Beit HaMikdash, but Chesed, it doesn't build the Beit HaMikdash alone. It draws down that, and then the that builds the Beit HaMikdash. Why? Because that that connotes the building of the temple. It connotes the temple. How do we know this? It says in the Gemara, that one who has that is as if he built the Beit HaMikdash in his days. That is the direct correlation to building a temple. Because that was given between two divine names. Ki el deot Hashem, as it says in the verse, and Mikdash, the Beit Mikdash was given also between two divine names. And this represents the revelation of Torah. In, um, this is the revelation of the Torah, of the future. Of the, of the future in the time to come. Once we build the Beit Mikdash, this aspect of the Beit Mikdash with that, with the Chesed that we said, which is drawn down from the Bitul of this Tavat Mamon, when we're able to do this, we're able to bring down this Torah of Atik the Torah of the hidden ancient one, which is the Torah of the future time, the Torah of the Mashiach. That in the future, the Torah of the ancient hidden one will be revealed. Because the essential accepting, and the, uh, the accepting of the Torah, the receiving of the Torah, is through the intellect. A sage ascended to a city of warriors. Moshe Mashiach. What's this sage? The Chacham. It's Moshe Mashiach. It's Moshe, the aspect of Mashiach, because we know they're the same idea. And one who's in the aspect of Moshe Mashiach is able to accept the Torah, to receive the Torah. By the way, this is not mentioned in Lesson 13 anywhere, this aspect of the one who's Moshe Mashiach is able to accept this Torah, this idea. Rabbeinu is adding a few nuances here that you're not mentioned over there. So pay attention because Behemet Rabbeinu is revealing tremendous chidushim that, we, that we're opening our eyes to right now. <clears throat> so one who is in the aspect of Moshe Mashiach is able to accept the Torah. Gam mishehum be'manrega azot shebichinat Moshe Mashiach bichinat Chacham kanan. Yachol yamshech ha'arat haTorah lelamet lishar bnei Adam ki itgalut Torah ba'miyichud adaraba ve'ima. Rabbi Nuss also says that one who is on this aspect, one who is at this level of this aspect of Moshe Mashiach, like we're talking about levels of like Rabbi Nachman, the Bar Shem Tov, the Ari Hakadosh, 
Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, of course, who represent this concept of the Chacham, they're able to draw down this illumination of the Torah, Lilimod, to teach, Lishar Ben Adam to other people, because the revelation of Torah comes whenever the Partsufim, the countenances of Abba and Ima, are unified together, which is the, like the unification of Chochmah and Bina. As it says, listen, my son, to the rep- uh, to the rebuke of your father, and do not abandon the Torah of your mother. So we see that when you un- the Torah is an aspect of father and mother. When you unify those two concepts, um, it reveals the Torah. And Rabbeinu says the way to unify Abba and Ima, which is not saying lesson 13, but now Rabbeinu is explaining the, the nuances of this lesson. In order to unify Abba and Ima together, comes whenever you elevate the soul of the Jewish people in the aspect of what we call female waters, by Nukfin. And it says in the verse, um, it says over there in, in, uh, uh, in that language, or actually it's a different verse, my bad. Rabbeinu says, um, the Chacham is able to take these souls in the aspect of that the Chacham is he who takes souls. A sage is he who takes souls. And through this, whenever he, he unifies them, he brings the Torah into revelation, he births the Torah, which is called the tree of life. This is what it says, the fruit of the tzaddik. Is what? Is, is the etzchayim. What does it mean, the fruit of the tzaddik? The Torah that he brought down into the world through the unifications that he did whenever he elevated the souls of the Jewish people. This is why Rabbi said it's so important to come close to the tzaddik because the tzaddik, he's able to elevate even the lowest soul into this unification and bring them up into this place of renewal, into the aspect of pregnancy, to bring them down. And so that what? He brings down the Torah, this chesed, this dat into the world. And with that, the Torah is born. This etzchayim. The Prit Tzadik, the fruit of the Tzadik, is the Etzchayim, is the tree of life. Prit Tzadik, Etzchayim, Velokech Nafshot Chacham, it says in the verse. The fruit, of tzadik, the fruit of the Tzadik is the tree of life, and he who takes souls is the wise man. And when this wise man rises with these souls in the aspect of what is brought in the verse, that um, a wise man ascended the city of warriors, as it says in the end of the at the end of that verse, He brought down the power in which they trusted, the strength, the might in which they trusted. The Oz is the Torah. Now Rabbeinu continues. The Nefesh, the soul, is the aspect of Ratzon, desire. What does Rabbeinu say? That all these people come to the wise man of the generation, the tzaddik. Each and every person comes with whatever ratzon he has, with whatever desires he has. And the tzaddik takes all these desires of all these people. And he elevates them. And then afterwards, he renews them. And he brings down the might in which they trusted. They brought down what? In the verse, the fiery angels ran and returned. Meaning the tzaddik runs with his souls and returns them back. He runs with the ascension of souls. And he returns with the returning with the restoration of these souls and the, a new revelation of the Torah. And this is what it's brought down in the Zohar. 
Ratzon running is the aspect of Nuriel, the angel Nuriel. Veshuv, da metat sarapanim. Veshuv and returning represents the angel metat sarapanim. Metat, metat, we don't say his full name, metat, the officer faces. Deu rashim b'shem Moshe, if you take the rashet evot, the acronym metat sarapanim, which is the title of metat, Metat Sar Hapanim, you have Mem of Metat Sar Shin Hapanim. Hey, you have Rashet Evot Moshe. The first letters of that phrase spell Moshe. The Iu Mashiach, because Moshe is the Mashiach, he's the Chacham Sheogu Achapenu, he's the spirit of our nostrils. Shaladon Yistakech Hachamimut, and through Moshe the Tzadik, he cools off this heat for money. Veze Shechacha, and if you take the word Shechacha, Shechacha Gimatchi Moshe, this idea. Of Shechacha, comes from the word Shechacha, it comes from the word Reshakech, to cool off. And Moshe is cooling off. Why? Because Shechacha is the same numerical value as Moshe. 345. He subdues and he cools off the gods of gold and silver. Ratzon, when it says running, Ratzon comes from the word Ratzon, will, which is the soul, Veshuv, Ratzon Vashov, sorry, returning, this is Moshe who received the Torah. And this is an explanation of the verse. God of hosts, please return and observe from the heaven and see. The language is doubled at first glance. See and observe. What is all this double language? But Rabbeinu says, know this. Rabbeinu explains the way vision works. The way a person sees something is because the power of vision strikes an observed object and then that power of vision reflects off the observed object after it strikes the observed object and then returns and it gets pictured back into the eye of the person who's looking at it. Meaning you look at a pair, you look at a, you look at a wall, for example. Your sight of your vision is looking at the wall. The second that vision hits the wall, it returns back into your eyes and now you have the picture of the wall. That there's this, there's this striking and returning. Which is the same aspect of Ratzov of running and returning. Then the eyes can see the pictured thing. Because vision, the power of sight, brings something into the eyes. But when something that you're trying to see is very far, before your, vi- your vision, the sight of uh, the power of one's vision, reaches the, the, intended, the intended sight, it's diffused within the air and it's weakened. And it won't strike the object clearly. And therefore through this, the observation does not return to the eyes. And then you cannot see. Because the main aspect of sight comes from the striking of the actual, vi- the actual object you're looking at. But because it's far, you can't strike properly. And this is what it says. Shuvna. Please return. Habet mishamayim. Observe from the heavens. What did that part of the phrase mean? That he should, that God's observing us from the heavens should return to his eyes. Meaning what? That it should return through the striking. Meaning that when God sees us, it shouldn't just be that we're far away from him. That it should be that we're close to him so that he can strike us and that we can be pictured in his eyes. So that we should return in his eyes, in his vision. And then it says, 
Because seeing is only possible through the returning of the observation when you strike the object. And this is the aspect of what it says in Yechezkel that the angels were running and returning. What does it mean? It's the Torah. What's the Chayot? It's the Torah which is life. That the Rabbi did not explain also in the lesson. There's lots of nuances here that are amazing. Chayot is the Chayim. It's the life. The Torah which is Ratzov Ashov. It's the Torah that allows us to be pictured in Hashem's eyes and it says in the verse it says in the Torah over there that when we're close to the Torah that now we're able to see, um, to be pictured in Hashem's eyes. And now there's full hashkacha, there's full divine providence. Not like the goyim who have hachetzi hashkacha. Ratzo, when it says running, this is the aspect of sight from up above to down below when God tries to look down here. and returning, this is the striking of God looking at the object. Um, or the striking of a man looking at an object and returning it back to the eyes. That's the Vashov in the verse. Because the eyes are like a shiny mirror. Which, can be, which anything that stands opposite the eyes can be seen. The Torah hi tanta. And the Torah represents tanta. The Torah is composed of four elements. The Torah is composed of the tamim, the cantillation marks, that we sing, the way we sing the Torah, the nekudot, the vowel points, the way we pronounce the words. Tagin, the crowns upon each letter. And the otiot, the letters itself. Shem tlat gavne de'ena And Rabbeinu explains that these four elements of the Torah represent the three colors of the eye and the pupil, which in Torah are four. Torah And the reason why the Torah is called bereshit, taman, because in the word Bereshit, you have Rashi and you have the word Bat. To play on the words Rashi, Bat. Mix it around, you have two words, Rashi and Bat. What is Rashi? Rashi is a representation representation of the families. As in the verse, these are the heads of the patriarchal families, of the patriarchal tribes. Meaning that what? The forefathers are the three colors of the eye. These are the Rashi. But what's the Bat? Taman bat ayin. We also have the word bat, the pupil. Bat ayin, the pupil. That's the second part. The rashi is the three patriarchal, patriarchal figures. Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov. But the bat is the bat ayin, the pupil. Nimtza, we find. When the chacham brings the Torah down with the aspect that we mentioned above, when he raises their souls, etc., and he brings them down, we see that he's bringing the strength of the vision and the providence of God of Hashem upon us. By the fact that we're close to the Torah. When we are close to the Torah, we're actually close to God's vision. And through this, the strength of the vision, um, we are able to return and be pictured in God's eyes and be Designed in God's eyes. Shehem, and it says, Mirrors of the multitudes. As if to say. Meaning, we are in the mirror of Hashem. We are, um, that Hashem's eyes are like this mirror that He's reflecting us. That we are pictured in His eyes. But the nations of the world, because they're far from the Torah, Rabbanu teaches us. If you're far from the Torah, you're far from divine providence.
And God's divine providence has not reached these people with striking. We see that these Goyim, the other nations of the world, they aren't pictured in God's eyes. Because He didn't strike them. Because they're not close in His vision, as if to say. We find we see that the the divine providence over the nations is like half sight. It's only in the aspect of running, meaning God is seeing them, but there's no striking there. Then there's no aspect of returning. Because the only way that the thing which you're looking at, the intended sight, can be returned to your eyes so that it can be pictured is only through the striking of the object. And striking an object is only when something is close enough, not far. The Rabiona, and this is what it brought down in the Gemara Tanit. The story of Rabiona, when the world needed rain, Hanu the Torah. Rabbi explains what's rain? It's the Torah. It says in Parashat Azinu, may my discourse, may my Torah come down as the rain. So when the world needed rain, which is Torah, Rabiona would say, "What? Let me go and bring an ibura, a gra- a grain." For Azuz. What is Ibura? Ibur Zebrinat Ain Bet Rayo. Ibur is a play on two, two combinations of numbers. You have Ain Bet, 72, and then you, you have Resh Yudvav, which is Rayo. Rayo is Gematria Gevura. Ain Bet is the Gematria of Chesed. It's a combination of chesed and gvura. Ayn bet ze kerirut rayo. The chesed is what cools off the rayo, the gvura. This is the heat, the fire. The fire for ta'avot, for ta'avot mamon. What's ayn bet? The 72. It's gematria chesed. The chesed is what cools off the desire for money, which is symbolized by gvura, which is fire, judgment, all this stuff. Bezuze, when it says, I'll bring an ibura. What's ibura? It's ibura, which is what? Ayn bet. Which, ayn bet, the chesed, which cools off the rayo, the gvura. And Bezuzah, what's Zuzah for Azuz? This represents Mamon, money. Why? Because Zuz is a currency. <laughs> it's money. What did um, Rabbi Yonah say? When the world needs is in need of Torah, I will go and I'll cool off Ta'avat Mamon. And attenuate Ta'avat Mamon. He would stand in a deep place, in a hidden place. What does that mean? Meaning by the fact that he nullified and he cooled off this desire for money, he merited a deep place. Which is the aspect of chesed. Just as things seen in the sun have more depth than things seen in the shade. The chesed. Meaning things are more clear, it's closer. The aspect of hashkacha even. And Chesed represents the light of the day. By day, God commands His Chesed. Chesed is this aspect of day which is deeper. And through this Chesed, He merited to build the temple. Uh, through this Chesed, we merit to build the temple. In aspect of intellect of that, as we said above, because with Chesed comes down that. And this is what it says, a hidden, as it says over there, a hidden, a modest place. What is that a reference to? This is the Bet Amigdash, which is the intellect, 
wisdom is with the hidden. So we see that hidden or modesty represents wisdom. And what is wisdom? It's the Bet HaMikdash. We said that is what builds the Bet HaMikdash. So we can compare the Bet HaMikdash to the aspect of modesty. And it says in the Gemara, in Ta'anit, that Rabbi Yonah would don sackcloth. This represents the collection of souls to elevate them. As it says, It says the one who, who takes souls is a wise man. And the collection of all these souls together are called in the aspect of sak. Why? Sakloth. Because shak comes from the word shkaya. From the brook. Because they delight from the, in the drink of the brook. In the drink of this spring. They take delight in the drinking of this. Uh, oh, sorry, Mishkaya. Sak comes from Shkaya from the drinking of the Nachla of this brook. Mifrinat is brought down. When the tzaddik takes these souls up, it says what he'll satiate your soul in delights. So that the tzaddik is able to satiate the souls of each of those people who are close to him in these delights when he raises them in this aspect of Yibur. Well, then through this atemitra the rain comes down, which is what shimshich Torah leetata kanan. He brings the Torah down. And it says um, he he brought down the might in which they trusted, and that is the reference. The Oz is Torah, and Oz is the Torah. The Torah, the Oz is the Torah. So that's it. That's the pause for today. God willing, next um, um, we're gonna we're gonna have two more podcasts. I think on this uh, manuscript. That's it for today. We're going to continue next podcast with Ve'yesh Arba Chayot. It's a very special Torah, this Torah. It's really something amazing. God willing, may we apply it, Bezrat Hashem, and uh, fulfill what Rabbeinu says over there, to truly break our Ta'abat Amon through this Tzedakah that he talks about.